Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unpack This Brain. I am Josh, and with me, as always, I've got Eunice. Hello. Ah, it's it's lovely to be it's lovely to be back yes. after doing our collab episode with Isaiah. Um, I was just wondering if you had any reflections since we recorded with him. Um, yeah. About what we talked about. Yeah, it was a really really good episode. So. I would highly recommend like people listen to that before this one. Yes. Um, but we dove into a lot of different topics about you know young people, about mentoring,、mm. about looking after yourself in the industry.、Mm. Uh, my my big takeaways from it was just how nice it is to speak with people like like minded people、mm. and people who are also really passionate about helping others. Yeah. I just think that that's really nice and really. Um, oh, I don't know. It just gives me a little bit of energy, like back、yeah. into like, oh yeah, this is good. Like this <laughs> is, it's just a lot, and a lot of passion as well. Like br- brings a lot of passion back for me. So that was really good.、Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I just love when we have guests on <laughs> as well. Like it just adds like that that new dynamic. Yes.、Um, and yeah, it's always very like fun to navigate that.、Mm-hmm. So I really liked it. No, as did I. I I feel like. Um, I mean, I mean, like with all the guests that we've had, it's always it's it's good to have those other perspectives as well.、Mm. Um, and it's always, I, I guess, that was our very first like proper、um, podcast podcast collaboration instead of just having you know a friend of ours come、mm, and guest on. So it was, I guess, it, it'll be interesting. To hear、um, what the reaction is like、um, on both the podcasts、um, from listeners,、yeah. so I'll be curious to see that. Obviously, we are recording this before both、uh, our podcast collaborations drop,、um, so we don't know what the reaction will be. I really、yeah. hope it is positive,、um, and you know, it's something that I think. Will be really useful for us to continue to do anyway. Yeah,、um, it's really good to have had. You know, I guess what's interesting is that obviously we've had on social workers, and Isaiah. Isaiah's what's Isaiah's background? I do not like、know. youth work. It is youth work, so、yeah. it's like that adjacent sort of thing. Yeah, it's still, but it's still. I think for what the constant theme is is that a lot of it is. Very much, we are in the work. We're doing a lot of the work with young people, with clients, and with families, and all those sorts of things. So it's like we found a group of people that we like working alongside、yeah. and talking about stuff that is really important for us as well. So, yeah.、Mm. Yeah. So yes. yeah, it was really good. Hmm. Hmm.、Um, the next couple of episodes that we're、um, on the podcast are really going to be talking about, I guess. Um, coping with change,、mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and a lot of the different things that comes with that. So I guess、um, let's start with our experiences working with youth and young people and knowing what that looks like.、Um, what sort of changes have you seen? I guess you know from a let let's say like moving schools or like moving cities and all of that. Sort of adjustments, sort yeah. Of style. Yeah, I think that 
it's always really interesting when we get new students because we're getting them all the time, like throughout the year. But mm-hmm. it's very fresh in my mind right now because yeah. it's we're like still in term one, so we've got just a bunch of new students. Mm-hmm. So all of them are going through change and a transition mm-hmm. um, of a new an, a new environment, a new school, new people, new friends. Mm-hmm. Some of them, yeah, some of them new locations, like some of them having moved. Um, you know, like from mums to dads, and now they have to go to this school, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so that's always really interesting. I always, tr- I always try with the new students to give like extra support because I um, yeah. always think about transition and changes being a really, um, like, I don't want to say rocky, maybe like not turbulent, but it just it goes up and down. Mm. You know, it's very. Um, when you're somewhere where you're comfortable and you know the place and you feel very stable, but yeah. with change, there's just a lot of unknowns. Yeah. So I try um, myself and like to get the team. I know the team does this really well, like to mm-hmm. wrap around extra support for the new students mm-hmm. because of the transitions that they're going through. Yeah. Um, and I love like hearing. I love like two weeks later, like after they've started and then two weeks later, I love hearing like their experience yeah, yeah. and seeing the change um, and getting them to reflect as well. Like what's the difference from when you started to now yeah. sort of a thing? Because yeah. I don't know, like I think, I don't know. I feel like people don't always stop to think and reflect on like what, what changes have happened and like mm. how they feel about it and what differences have been since they moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it can be really powerful to sit down and think that, you know, like how far yeah. have I come? Like, you know, now I don't feel as anxious when I walk through the school doors or yeah. I have a friend now or yeah. I have someone that I can kind of sit down at lunchtime with. So those like little, those little wins mm. I think are really good to, to focus on yeah. when a lot of change is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I've, I've seen that in a lot of like the young people, I guess. And, and because when I've been working with young people, they always tell me a little bit too much information. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, I, I moved like recently or, you know, they talk about their family situation. Yeah. And it's like, wow, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of strength that you can pull in that. Because obviously we all have different coping mechanisms with change. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it's actively repressing to to get through stuff sometimes you're you can't you need to really put focus on the doing you know adjusting to this new place and all that sort of thing before mm. then you can attend to other things mm. so it's always interesting i guess to see the you know the physical transplantations i guess for young people though like their biggest support comes from their parents their family their caregivers so i think for them, there's a lot of, there's a very good safety net, I guess, you know, moving through to, like, having done so much work with international students, um, that some of them, a lot of them really don't have that, like, mm. support. Mm-hmm. So when I was, when I was doing a lot of peer mental work um, back at QUT, that was one of the things that we kept talking about is that they're, there is very limited, um, there's a very limited support network mm. for international students when they first come. Yeah. Like when they're in a new country, 
uh, adjusting to like literally everything. Yeah, language, <laughs> language, culture, the, the insects. Oh my gosh, <laughs> have you seen the? Okay, have you seen all of those? I don't know. I've stumbled into um, immigrant TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> and I've gotten all of these memes of like, um, oh, what was the most recent one? It's like um, an exchange student from the states. Yeah. Um, went to Australia and then just came back and they have all, you know, they pick up the accent, they have like a tan. Yeah. <laughs> They're all of I those things. Do they say Arnor. Yes. Oh my goodness. The number of Arnor. Arnor. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of that like adjustment. And if they're here for three years, mm. like full time study and they have to find work if they're not, you know, they come from family that can't fully financially support them. And like I think of all of the international students who、um, were here during COVID,、mm. going through that experience, not feeling that support from federal government in terms of you know longevity of their stay here,、yeah. and you know having to move back, and then weighing up whether or not it was worth it. It's all of those things that I also think about is like how how much strength. Someone has to be able to make those decisions,、um, and then to be able to create their own support network.、Mm. So that's what I'm hearing you say. The big thing is having a support network. Yeah. And when if we go back to the young people, if they have a good support network, that's、mm. really awesome for them. And then on the other side of it, with international students, where there's literally distance and time differences and everything like that from their、yeah. usual support network. Mm. Um, back home, that that can be that's extra tricky. Like it's change, and then you also don't have the usual people that you would、yeah. lean on or that know you really well. Yeah.、Um, yeah, I actually have someone I work with. That story really reminded me of them because she moved from the states to live here. Yeah. Um, and. Um, And you know all her family's back there, and she said something that was really touching, which is like the whole、um, being able to talk and be around people that know you already, and you don't have to explain yourself. And yeah, just like know who you are. Yeah, I was like, true. Like when you move, you have just—it's almost like starting again. You got to like explain yourself and like get to know people.、Mm. And people get to know you. Yeah, and you know that can be really fun. But there's a comfort in talking to people that already know you. And、mm. just like, yeah, I don't know. You don't have to explain yourself, but yeah, I really yeah. I understood that when she said that. I was like, yeah. yeah, and what I'm hearing from that is it really reminds me of、um, that sort of therapeutic journey as well.、Oh. And I know we, I know on this podcast we talk a lot about culture and how that affects,、um, you know, how we view therapy and how we view mental health overall, but. It really is like you know if you go if you go to a therapist who is of a very similar you know from the same cultural community as you, you don't have to explain yourself because、mm. that sh- that knowledge is it's not I don't want to call it assumed knowledge it's shared shared、so、it's shared、nice、experience it's shared knowledge right、yeah. we all know what it's like to be Asian <laughs> in 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 a white Colonized country,、mm. and to understand a lot of the differences that there are between our Asian 
culture and how fat Asian families operate compared to what we see on in TV, what we see in our friends, what we talk about yes. um, with them. So it's like, yeah, that that feeling of you just get it. Yeah, I think is is such a difficult thing to explain. Yeah, because how how do you explain to someone? <laughs> it's like oh. They just get me. Yeah, and right? they get it. And it's like, what is it? What is the But it? you know, it's the whole, like, you know what it is. If yeah. you know, you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it is something that, you know, also can't be taught. It really is just something that through shared, like, I love that word, shared, like, through shared experiences and shared um, knowledge that it's just there in the room. Like, you can feel that they get it mm. kind mm. of a thing, which is very comforting i think that's a big word now when we talk about change like looking for the things that can comfort you yeah through change is really really important Mm. Mm. yeah that's yeah that's really good to know i guess i was curious to know um was it difficult because you you moved you moved away from your parents to live with your partner Mm. to you know this property that you have was it difficult for you initially to be Mm. separated from your parents yeah i think in the beginning it was and like you know a little bit of context my parents are not super far away they're only 15 minutes down the road yeah and you know yeah 15 minutes away so they're still around and i can always still Mm. call them and visit them but even with all of that being said yeah there was still some difficulty there i think i need to acknowledge that i am also a really sensitive person so Mm change really shakes me (laughs) because I haven't gone through much of it in my life like you know I've always lived in Brisbane I've I've gone to this I went to the same high school went to the same primary school for all of my schooling so it's like something that's not necessarily a skill for me Mm. so something Mm. like moving out of home was was um a little bit difficult and getting to know the dynamics between like me and my partner and not having the extra help from our parents sort of a mm. thing and all the extra responsibilities yeah um but yeah but but what i wanted to highlight is that that is because of my past experiences of not having mm. as much change mm. and so that's mm. another thing to i guess um think about with change is like how much change have you had in your life yeah. and like if and like if that prepares you for the change that is to come mm. and so i guess i want to I'm thinking about you now because the changes you've made. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I just said that I've like literally lived here my whole life, mm. but you have moved around yeah. and you've had change yeah. in your life. So I don't know. How do you feel like that's prepared you for change or like how you see change now? Mm. Mm. I guess for context is that for listeners is that I moved to Australia. Wait, what's the year? 2023. So. <laughs> Uh, 20 years, it, it's been 20 years since me and my family, we moved to Australia um, from Singapore. And, you know, I was, what, like 10 at the time, um, you know, almost ready to finish primary school and do all of that. I think for me, it was just like a, oh, I'm moving at that time. It's like, I'm thinking back to 10 year old me, like how difficult that was. I guess, I guess my coping mechanism was just um, really not attending to the crisis that was happening. 
<laughs> and just like it, you know, just going out there and doing, you know, going to school. Literally, I think the day after we arrived, wow. um, got to the school, met the principal, did a tour of the school, and then I think the day after that, day two of living in Australia. Me and my siblings, we started school. Yeah, and, and that's huge because you would have been like maybe like year five or something. Yeah, moved here when I was year six. Yeah, so that's yeah. already like um. So for those that don't know the Australian school system, that's like almost the end of a primary school. So there mm. would have been people that oh everyone already knows each other. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, and you know thinking back to Brisbane from twenty years ago, it was a lot less diverse. Yeah, and where I moved, the area that my parents decided to settle was a primarily, you know, upper middle class, mostly white mm. area, and it to some extent still is. Yeah, um, you know, so I guess I was extreme. I I had very much a level of privilege I know a lot of other migrants didn't have, um, but on top of that, I mean, we had. We had family friends like my parents knew someone already here in oh, Brisbane, cool. so yeah. we moved closer to them. Yeah, for that safety net, and then from there we met my now bigger extended family, um, and they became our support network here too. So yeah. it's like there's a lot of privilege in that, and I wanted to share that obviously because I think as as uh, as fellows we we like to. You know, reach out, and we always have that giving. Yeah, that sense of giving. So it's it's very present in my life. Yeah, but to answer your question about like how it's affected how I view change is yeah. that I think for me it is still difficult to cope with change. Yeah, in terms of a physical transplantation to somewhere else, mm. but you know it. I guess through all of my like uni experience, having to meet new people, and you know having swapped in from doing, you know, clinical medical related stuff, to doing mental health, literally there's no circle that overlaps. <laughs> so it's like you have to put in a certain level of effort to connect with people. Yeah, and I think that's something that is like it's is difficult for for someone who. Um, has social anxiety, mm. um, and I think that's where my like mask of being in- extroverted, sorry, very big quotation marks, mm. comes from. Yeah, is that you know you have to fake it till you make it. Yeah, I and I think I think that works quite well when you want to try and make friends. Yes, and you want to forge networks and connections. Yeah, I think that really does help. I agree. Um, because you never know. Who you need help from, until you're stuck in a stuck in a space where you do need help. Yeah, and sometimes it you know it's extremely beneficial to have those connections. Yeah, um, but again, you have to you know figure out like, do you vibe with them? Yeah, and, like, how comfortable you are. Like make it actually genuine. Yes, as well, and not like a superficial. We're just here like for the lols kind of thing. Yes, transactional of... relationships. No, no. Uh, no, no. Um, so that's how, that's how it really is. And it's like, you lean on a lot of your past experiences Mm. to then be able to, you know, make change and adjust because I'm sure 
listeners will have heard me say this before it's like every day is a different experience yeah. it's like you just you're just try and live in the moment as much as possible yeah so yeah you make like, a good point that it's not just about like having to like the bigger moves and the bigger changes hmm. that we think about but you you are bringing light to the the smaller changes that happen you know yeah. like how every day is a, is different like hmm. every day's not the same as the last so technically that is a scale of change yeah that you have to us as people have to deal with mm. all the time i know i think some of us are kind of well, i feel like we're all <laughs> should be experts at it actually if we really think about it yeah i don't think people see it i don't know like that uh, yeah that's true yeah and i mean like i know we've talked about it here is that you know we we tell we tell the youth and young people that we work with is that you have the benefit of time on your side. Yeah. So there's plenty of opportunities for change and it's just grabbing those moments when you can and just make the effort because you never know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. So it's like, and then you just learn from the outcome. Yeah. It's, it's a funny way of saying like experiment with life. Yeah. But do it in a way that is safe for you to do. Yeah. Um, because obviously there are going to be bad actors in your life that are not going to be out there for you know they're not going to help you they're going to be a hindrance so yeah but in the end if you learn learn something good from it yeah i think it's something that you know helps helps with improving yourself yeah thanks for listening to this episode of unpack this brain if you'd like to follow us, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Unpack This Brain. If you'd like to send us any questions, feel free to do so. Use the hashtag Unpack This Brain or send us a DM or send us an email, unpackthisbrain at gmail.com. This podcast was created by the lovely people over at Great Mates Podcast. Feel free to subscribe to any of our podcasts wherever you're listening. We'd also like to acknowledge the First Nations owners on whose lands we are creating this podcast.